0: This, 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 this this is mythical. mythical.
2: everybody, this is Dispatches from Myrtle Beach with Charles Neal and my son Link from Good Mythical Morning. Uh How you doing, son?
0: I'm doing pretty good. I'm battling a head cold. I gotta keep one earphone out so I can hear myself. I don't know what's going on with my ears, but I can hear you good enough.
2: Well, that's good. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, yeah.
0: I know you've had your own ear stoppage issue. After Mythicon, At Mythicon, you were complaining about your ear.
2: Yeah, I couldn't. I was putting medicine in it, and it will not working, and I finally, when I got back home, I went to the doctor, and they tried to clean it out, and it got some stuff out, but I'm I'm trying to go see a ear, nose, and throat doctor and and see if they can get the rest of that wax out. What have you
0: been doing? Have you been jamming Q-tips down in there?
2: No, I don't do that. They told me not to do that. Yeah. so. No, that ain't a good idea. that ain't a good idea for me or any of y'all out there. Leave them Q-tips out of your ears. Oh, an anti-sponsor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Q-tips, yeah. the anti-sponsor. That's right. Yeah. I mean, they don't pay us anyway. We might as well go after a few companies.
2: I'm telling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: well, don't use a ear candle. That's that's bullshit.
2: <laughs> well, I ain't doing that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, you can do the old timey thing. They say that you can pee in a cup and pour it in your ear and it'll make it dissolve it and and run out. But I ain't doing that either. (laughs) Well, I think that's a great idea for you to do that. Yeah.
0: I know you think that's a good idea. (laughs) I mean, from a content perspective. Yeah. You know, I like giving you these little assignments that then every week we get to hear back, I wonder what happened with dad peeding in his own ear. (laughs) It sounds like a frat type of thing, like a, to pee in somebody else's ear.
2: Well, they say that's an old time remedy. I don't know, somebody might look it up and send something back on ratherbeshaggin53 at AOL.com, tell us whether or not it's so or not, so. All right, that's right. right.
0: Email dad and and, uh, convince him to pee in his own ear. I guess with like a funnel and tunnel and tube system, you can make a pretty direct route. You know,
2: well, I got one of these little syringes. I've been putting this other stuff in my ear for you, it shoots it on down in there. So I got something to put the pee in if I do, if I go along with this. So we just have to see. I don't,
0: yeah, this may be where I draw the line. I don't know. I don't know if I want to encourage this. I,
2: it's, no, I don't. If I, if I was going to do it, I'd have, I, hey, this ain't like peeing in the shower. This is peeing in my ear. That ain't going to happen. Right. <laughs> I can only get you to
0: pee in so many
2: places. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, well, we're back from Mythicon. We're also back from the wedding. We had a family wedding the the next weekend. So like,
2: we've been traveling a lot. I got back on Wednesday, and I know you went back on Sunday, but we stayed a couple of extra days after Mythicon. Of course, I got recognized two or three times while we was walking around in Austin, but... yeah. We we got back Wednesday, about five thirty. We had to throw everything out of suitcases, wash clothes, get ready, cause we had to leave the next day for me to go cook for Lance and Lauren's wedding up at Trace's house. So when uh, Sunday or Monday got got through with, and we got back home, we were glad to be home. <laughs> I know when we we all flew
0: out there, everybody except Lily, cause uh, she couldn't leave school. Two weekends in a row, yeah. And by the time we flew back that Sunday night, so the boys could go to school Monday, it's like, man, that's this has been a lot. Like I, ne- I didn't feel like I recovered from Mythicon before we turned around and had to, you know, be a part of the wedding. But yeah, I mean, okay. it was it was certainly worth it, and I was really glad that we were there. It was it was it was special.
2: That was a pretty nice venue where it having it at Trace's house and all that. So it. It, it was a nice, nice thing to have and the weather couldn't have been better. I mean, no, it was, <laughs> it was about 80 degrees and I mean.
0: And of course, just to fill fill you in, Lance is my first cousin. So, uh, and I guess he's your nephew. Do they call him first nephew. nephew? Yeah. Your sister, my aunt Tisi's second son, Lance, who, yeah, having the having the wedding out there on their farm where uh, under the big tree where they all, the tree kind of watched them all grow up and I feel like I watched them oh. grow up and it was just so sweet to be back there in that spot where it's like, I mean, generations of their family on their dad's side on that home place, we call it, the home place. Oh yeah. Yeah, where they yeah. grew up and now they live and are starting their own families. And yeah, it was just, it was really cool for the, for that, like you said, to be the venue and, I wanted to talk to you about one aspect of this wedding experience. I want to tell it from my perspective and then I just want to hear it like from your perspective, you know? Cuz it's gotten me thinking about some things that I just thought it would be I thought this would be the best place for us to talk about it. You game? Yeah, let's swing right on into it then. I'm ready okay. to go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, maybe it means we don't get to any emails today. Maybe it means we totally changed the format, but like, hey, this is, this is just a cool thing, especially uh, for us to be together and have like this shared event. So I guess it was about a hundred people there. You know, they had seats set up. Beautiful right there under that tree overlooking the farm. They had the nice center aisle through the middle and all of the Neil side of the family, and well, the honeycut side of the family too, Lance's family, all on the right. And I was told when I got there that I was going to seat Nana.
2: Escort her down the aisle.
0: I was gonna yes. escort Nana down the aisle and have her sit right down front next to Lance's other grandma, Miss Honeycutt. And,
2: and, and his mama. Yeah, yeah.
0: and then Aunt T.C. was gonna come in and sit down afterward. So I was like, oh, I was honored to do it. So then everybody starts sitting down, getting ready for the ceremony to start. And then I walk over with Nana, and of course Nana has this, it's a, I call it a walker. I guess it's a walker.
2: She she calls it a rollator. A rollator? Yeah, that's what they call them,
0: yeah. Yeah, because when you, it's like a seat that you can push like a walker and then you can turn around and sit your butt down on it. And and you there's so even storage rest. under the seat. Yep, <laughs> that's correct. So yep. it's, uh, yeah, so she can walk herself, but it was really uneven ground. I mean, it was grass back there, yeah. pretty uneven. And we were waiting for everybody to be seated and I was standing there. And um, I said, well, Nana, just sit down in your chair and just wait. And I was like, well, how do you, wanna do this. And by this by this time the wedding party was lining up. So I saw Lance and I saw his older brother Kurt there and they were at the front of the line wait waiting to proceed down. And um I knew I had to seat Nana before they started taking off. So all of a sudden it was time to go and I was like, okay, Nana, let's go. And and I was like, Do you want to take your I didn't call it a role? Do your thing? And she said, No. You just, you just, you just take me by the arm. So she stands up and I take her by the arm and I start walking her down the aisle. And this is a a sweet moment. I was just so honored that Lance asked me to do this. You know, uh, I like to think of myself as the favorite grandchild. I'm definitely the first grandchild. And Nana is my last living grandparent, you know? and she's always been so special to me and influential in my life.
2: Yeah, that would be an understatement. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> Yeah. I'll take that. And so this, is, this was special to be able to do this and I'm, that's kind of where my mind is. And then after the fourth step, my mind shifts entirely to, I don't think we're going to make it. We should not have abandoned the walker. <laughs> yeah, And she says, I, I, need, I need you to, to support me on the other side. So like, here I am on her left side, like getting my arm under her armpit and like uh, just trying to like be half of a <laughs> rollator. And then at the moment that I'm just, I, before I even look back or try to look around, all of a sudden I see out of the corner of my eye, Lance, the groom, Swoop in and he takes her. Other I thought arms. it was Kurt. No, it was Lance.
2: It was. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: And he he swooped in, and the two of us are kind of steadying her and taking her down the aisle. And then at that point, she just starts giving running commentary. Yeah. I think she was a little <laughs> self-conscious, you know, because all eyes are on her, and obviously yeah. there's a little bit of a scramble here. Yeah. And uh, but she's like this is a lot farther than I thought it would be.
2: We're never gonna <laughs> yeah. get there.
0: And then she looks up and she looks down to the right where you're sitting on the second row. And I didn't, I would seen it, but it hadn't fully registered until she said it. And she looks up and she says, Lord, Charles <laughs> is sitting there in between number one and number four. <laughs> Nancy was on your right and then right there immediately on your left shoulder just like I was flanking me and Lance were flanking Nana yep. on your left shoulder was my mom
2: my first wife
0: <laughs> yeah yeah your first <laughs> wife and then it was Christy and then it was the boys and then it was where I was going to sit and then Nana was in front and yep. <laughs> so Nana perked up and we were just kinda, we were just I was still we were still just like let's just keep keep on moving Keep on moving, but that was <laughs> just a, that was a funny moment. And you know, thinking about it later, I realized that like, on either side of Nana, we had grandchild number one and grandchild number five. So if you were right and it was Kurt, it would have been one in four grandchildren yeah. on either side of Nana, and then one in four wife, wives, or however you say it, on <laughs> on each side of you. So, we got a kick out of that. We did get her down to her seat. She sat down. It was a, it was a beautiful wedding, but I did want to camp out on that from your perspective because, I mean, was this your
2: idea? How did this, how did this happen? It's hilarious to me. Well, we, when they finally, we were all standing outside up on the top of the hill and, and Tracy finally went, Tracy, my sister, your Aunt Tisa was she was down out there, she was waving her hand. Y'all need to get down here. So we went, to, we just I called everybody and I said, We got to go sit down. This is where we're supposed to sit. So we got down there and I knew you needed to be on the outside uh-huh. and where you when you after you sat Nana down, you'd have a place. So we left that chair open and then Christy and the kids sat down there and then Nancy sat down and then I sat down and your mama sat down and we just all, just like a big happy family just sat down there together like, you know. Like, like a Mormon family or something? I don't know. Yeah, so, and I- I'm sorry Mormons. I, I, looked, over at, I looked over at Nancy and then I looked over at your mama and I, I told her, I said, now ain't this a hell of a thing. <laughs> I said, I reckon I'll have to behave myself now cause I'm, I'm with my wife that I'm married to now and gonna be forever, and then I'm with my first wife, and and your mama looked at me and said, "Yeah, you gonna have to straighten up and do like you're supposed to, because we got you on both sides, <laughs> 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 man." It
0: got on my. So it just it, happened that way. This, this was no, just happened. This was nobody's
2: plan. No, will not no prearranged thing or nothing. And of course, in at the reception. I sat, Nancy sat on one side of and your mama sat on the other side. That's right, even at the table. Yeah, I mean, we were all assigned to the same
0: dinner table, but I mean, y'all didn't have to, you didn't have to have the ladies flanking you again, but I guess if it ain't broke, don't fix it.
2: That's right. So, (laughs) you know, you got a good mama and uh, Nancy don't have a problem with your mama. So, you know, we have a pretty good relationship she talks to your mama sometime and you know, different things, so, cause she's kind of been through what your mama's been through. Yeah, and, uh, you're talking about,
0: I mean, losing a husband. Nancy lost lo- her first yeah, husband.
2: losing a husband. Now, <laughs> if this would have been a, a second or third wife, they'd have been a killing there. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: know, that would have been quite a drama. That would have been quite a drama.
2: That that wouldn't have happened. That dog wouldn't have hunt that day there. I'd have had to went somewhere else. We probably wouldn't even have been at the wedding. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't have happened uh, that way. It was kind of odd feeling, you know, I kind of had, I said, and I I told Nancy and your mama, I said, well, I reckon never, but I said, ain't nobody paying no attention to the wedding. They talking about me sitting between both of (laughs) y'all.
0: It was a talking town. I'm surprised it wasn't in the local paper. Like the Coates News and Observer or whatever it's called.
2: That done Dispatch or something. The done Dispatch. <laughs> yeah. 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 Maybe it was. I mean, have you checked? Maybe it was. No, no. but Mama gets the paper so we can ask her to make sure that wrote in there something about the wedding and me sitting between my wife and your Mama. So it was an <laughs> odd
0: experience for you, but it I mean, you didn't miss a beat, really.
2: No, I picked it. I picked it, your Mama and... Nancy, both about it that you know, you know, here I am, and said, Both of y'all know all about me. So, I mean, <laughs>
0: yeah, y'all commit, they could commiserate,
2: take it like it is,
0: and just going about it. Well, for me, it's, it wasn't odd. I think it was poignant, you know. Um, I, I just got a lot of joy from from the fact that that could happen. that, and this could be the vibe around it, that like jokes are being made, but it's not, there's nothing that's really, there wasn't any discomfort, you know? I think it just says a lot about all of you as individuals, all three of you, to be able to do that and if, for it just to be another day at the office, so to speak. I Like you said, it, that wouldn't be true with you know, some of the other relationships, but, it's nice that you guys are at this point. Like, what do you, what do you attribute that to? Is it is it just a a question of time
2: and? Well, you know, I think it's got to have a lot to do with not anything to do with me, but who I'm married to now and who your mama is. That you know, th- they can let live and let live, and you know, mm-hmm. Nancy wanted a part of my. I didn't know Nancy when I was married to your mama all the years ago and we've been together before y'all moved to Los Angeles and where you live now, we used to go to birthday parties and, you know, your mama was there and Lewis was there and we were there. And That's right. You know, so it wasn't just the first time that we'd been put in that situation and it's, you know, if you sit down and think about it, you know, life's too short when you're getting our age and, the way things are and to let one marriage and the other one contradict something instead of not trying to get along, but to get along. And it's, the, and it's the same old thing. It makes it, it makes it better for you, you know? Yeah. You know, even though you're an adult, it still makes it better for you and Christy and all the grandkids and everything where, you know, there's not any animosity about us spending time together and, <laughs> sitting at a wedding together, or whatever.
0: Yeah, it's a it's it's a beautiful thing, and I love the fact that you give both of them the credit. Um, and yeah, so and I give you credit for that perspective that you have. That like life is too short to to not let the water go under the bridge. And so I I'm grateful. I yeah, we do. Me and my family, we benefit from that attitude and the fact that you guys have forged. A new type of relationship and support for each other, and you're right. Through the through the years, increasingly, Mom and Lewis would start would actually show up not only at like birthday parties and stuff like that, but then it moved to there was a couple of at least one Thanksgiving at Nana's where Mom and yeah. Lewis showed up. I remember that. I remember talking yeah. about it on ear biscuits, and that meant a lot to me at the time. So, and of course, now with Lewis's passing, and for Mom and Nancy to have that common ground, I think is, is sweet that like, it's a way that the two of y'all are supporting her and aunt TC and Lance by by inviting her to the wedding. I, I it meant a lot to her. And the whole thing m- means a lot to me. And uh, it just represents so much growth and maturity. And it's something that, that I aspire to. And I think that even my kids learn from, you know, so. It was just, a, it's a sweet memory of mine. Uh, you know, if you would have just reached up and stretched and put your arms around both of them, that really would have got everybody talking.
2: <laughs> you mean I didn't do that? <laughs> no, I <laughs> no, didn't. No, you do that. didn't do that. No. Well, you know, it's kind of, this brought back a little, you know, when uh, you took us and we all went to Hawaii, you know, before all that happened, Nancy and I were talking to you and Christy on the phone and... And Nancy even told you said, you know, it, it's all right. if you want to take your mama with us to Hawaii, it would it would be fine. So you know, it you know that's just the way things are in this family now. You know, with with the things that your mama's been through lately and all that. So I I got a good wife. It don't just think of herself or think of me. She thinks of other people a lot of times.
0: We love us some Nancy. Good gracious. Yeah. We love some Nana. Yep, yeah. you did a good job. Everybody recognizes that.
2: Yeah, so. yeah. my uh, my buddies back at home that owned the paint store, Jody McNeil used to tell me when I was living up there, he said, boy, you out kicked your covers this time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. Yeah. So I got I got one more idea for this episode since I'm like taking it off the rails here. I wanted you to tell the story that, uh, the Nana story you told me. Cause this, I mean, this, if this isn't a don't tell Nana segment, I don't know what is.
2: You know what I'm talking about, right? The cabbage? Yeah, I, you know, I probably wouldn't tell this if I knew she could look the podcast up and somebody might do it, but anyway. Well, that's the
0: thing. So you can start it off by just telling them, Everybody listening, what they can't do, so that you can feel comfortable telling the story.
2: They can't tell that we talked about this on the show. This has to be zip lips about it. This this, you know, this is just for y'all's benefit, not Nana's. Leave her out of it. It's time for another edition of Don't Tell Nana. One weekend we were at mama's house, me and Nancy and because we go visit her and visit Nancy's mama to send the nursing home. And we got up one Sunday morning early, and we always try, if she needs something at the grocery store, I, she'll do a list, and I'll run her to the grocery store and get it, because we didn't get there the late Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So I ran down to the grocery store and got all the groceries and come back, and she had a wrote down on the sheet that she wanted a nice head of cabbage and a bunch of other stuff and everything. So I said, all right. So when I got back to the house, I opened the refrigerator up and the drawer where you put all your vegetables and cucumbers and all that stuff, and I opened that drawer, and, Lord, have mercy. It was cucumbers rotting in the bottom of it. Oh. Peppers, I mean, they were runny. And there was a little paper towel in the bottom of it, anyway. Then there was was another cabbage in with it there. Uh Uh-huh. So I proceeded, I told, Na- I told Nancy, I said, give me a bag, something. I got all that stuff out, cleaned out the drawer, and I took the, the cabbage that was in there was rolled over against all of it, and it- that-, that stuff was messy. It was gross. Wow. So I threw the cabbage, all them cucumbers, and all the stuff in the bag, and carried it outside and put it in the trash can. You're a good son. So this was on uh, Monday. This was on Monday. Okay. Because I was having to go to the doctor. So I put all, I put the new, listen, this is another thing. I put the new fresh cabbage in the refrigerator, all the other fruit and all the stuff. Uh-huh. So me and Nancy left. And about two hours or three hours later, mama called. She didn't call me. She called Nancy on the telephone and said, what'd you do with that cabbage that was in the refrigerator? And Nancy said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I didn't clean that refrigerator out. Your son cleaned it (laughs) out. (laughs) Nancy said, she didn't feel bad about throwing me under the bus.
0: Well, yeah, she's not going to get in the middle of whatever's about to happen. (laughs) No.
2: So, uh, And Nancy told her, said, I didn't have nothing to do with that. So that was all that was said. She didn't put you on the phone? No, I was in the hearing aid place when she called. So we got back home that night, uh-huh. and about 7.30, my phone rings, and it's my sister. And my sister says, uh, I got a story to tell you. And I said, all right. And this is what she see. She said, your mama. She didn't say her mama. She said, your mama. Uh-oh. This is what she did today. She said, uh. You know, you told me you cleaned out the refrigerator and done all that. She said, well, your mama went outside, and, and y'all have heard that my mama has to walk with a walker. She just can't walk by herself.
0: Or she needs two, she needs two grandchildren to take her everywhere.
2: Oh, yeah. So Teresa says she proceeds to goes out there and turns the trash can over. What? Because they want nothing in the trash can, but this stuff, they'd come picked it up that morning. And when she turned it over, she got something and and got that cabbage out. What? Rolled it out. She's like an elderly raccoon. I'm telling you. What? So I mean Teresa's telling me this and I'm shaking my head like, oh my, my God. Hey, it gets better than that. Well, hold on. I'm just
0: picturing how does she even do that? Like, she goes out there with a walker, she turned the trash can over. Like that's a dangerous maneuver to actually turn a trash can over. And then she what? crawled into the bottom
2: of it no i think she turned it over where it would i think the cabbage kind of rolled out or she had something and rolled it out and she was sitting i think she turned around sat down on that rollator on that seat and got it out where she could carry it back i, I would
0: i would pay a pretty penny to have seen security footage of that
2: if we'd have had a video of that me and you both could quit We we could put it on one of them shows on TV. I'm telling you. (laughs) So she got the cabbage, and she didn't just get it and go in there. She, Tracy said, well, all I did, I just pulled three or four of the leaves off. There wasn't nothing wrong with that cabbage. And I put it in a pot and cooked it. (laughs) And I called my friend Ethel, and she come over here and eat supper with me. And we had cabbage for supper. So she didn't just eat it. She called one of her friends over and they had cabbage together. And did she? What, what did she tell Ethel and about she didn't the cabbage? And hey, she didn't tell Ethel nothing. She, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I told Teresa, I said, well, if mama dies and Ethel dies, we'll know what happened. Oh, mama God. got that cabbage out and there was something wrong with it and it killed them both.
0: She <laughs> them can't. That's a- <laughs> That's unethical, uneth,
2: ethical. <laughs>
0: ethical that's
2: right. <laughs> and what's bad? I mean, had a whole brand new fresh cabbage in the refrigerator. That she could have cooked. Oh but she, no! She didn't want to share that
0: one with Ethel. She's like, I'm, does she like Ethel?
2: Oh yeah, they've been friends for years.
0: What, what is this? Like the Great Depression talking or something?
2: Oh yeah, this is. Yeah. Well, I swear, <laughs> you got to realize when. Uh, I think Mama was born in 1932, and when she was a little girl, oh my gosh. it was it was pretty bad what you had to eat. So. That's
0: nothing. A little slimy cabbage ain't nothing for her and <laughs> Ethel. <laughs> don't tell Nana. No, no, don't tell Nana. So she doesn't know that you know.
2: No, and Mama don't know that I know, and 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 I ain't told her yet. And I probably I'm I'm probably not gonna tell her.
0: <laughs> Right, some things are better left untold. Mm. It's classic, classic Nana.
2: Yeah, I'm you got
0: to love her for it. So much material that I've gotten from that woman. That's Ooh. just
2: like you walking her down the aisle and I, I thought you was just going to be pushing her and rolling her down there. When you told me. That was the other thing you told me. She said, I ain't riding that thing down there. We gonna, I, you going to have to help me walk down there. Oh, man. That she's tough, she's bad. tough. I'm telling you, tough, tough. She's a mess, too. Yeah, <laughs> and we love her for it. I'm telling you, of course, you know, might see where we get some of it. I, hey, when we get old, <laughs> you better, and Nancy and Chrissy or our children <laughs> is going out to look after us or something, Dad. I am your children, I'm, yes, you are. Oh, <laughs> um, so. Yeah, but you a long way off. I don't know. I don't think you're gonna come at the you can't you can't be running back and forth. So Candace and Brandis done told me said when you get bad and you can't be looked at another no more, we're putting your ass in the nursing home.
0: <laughs> I love I love the fact that they are accepting responsibility for you. Yeah. That sounds good to me. Uh, <laughs> don't say it? That's, that that's a whole other conversation.
2: I'm telling you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, but we'll have it. Let's have it. <laughs> yeah. We might as well go ahead and have it. Hey, I hope that's a long way off. I think it is. All right, Dad. Well, I think, was this the episode?
2: I think we did it. Well, sounded good to me. I mean, I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was fun. We, we, Hey, you might come in the next time we do one, but you have us swung into something else and talking about something instead of what we were going to get into. But that's all right. That's what this show's all about, getting in and letting people see how me and you get along and live and enjoy one another and just have a good time with everything that we do, so. That would be correct. Well, this is Charles Neal from Dispatches from Myrtle Beach, and if you want to send us some little emails, it's shagging 53 aolcom so keep sending them in. We'll, We'll see if we can't get to some next week, so. Tune in on every Thursday, a new episode comes out, and just get on in with it, and we'll we'll see what we can swing into next week. So hope you enjoyed this episode, and just y'all keep watching. Yep. All right. I know I did. Love you. Love you, too.